Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall. And we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we are going to talk about the divisional round of playoff games. We will look in to the championship weekend games, and we will going to be giving you our way, way, way too early top five QBs for the fantasy world uh, in 2023. Kevin, how you doing, bud? Doing pretty good. Uh, shaved off my stupid mustache yesterday, so that that has me feeling better. Get it's it, you get so much stuff caught in it, like yeah. drinks and food. Hate and, that, but it's more yeah. breathing. It wakes me up at night. If you're breathing out your nose, I still feel the heat. Then coming back into my nostrils. If you're breathing out your mouth, you feel it breathing back the moisture breathing back, and it wakes me up. And I don't like it. I don't like the way it looks. So I went back to the Amish look, the Mennonite look. I'm concerned about your breathing technique. I'm not sure. It's just I've breathing. Experienced I just don't these. like it. I don't like anything interfering with my breathing. It, it just it frustrates me and gets me upset. It almost panics me sometimes. You may or may not know this, but I've been through many, many surgeries in my life due to a blood clot in my arm. And one of them long ago was when they nicked an artery. I mean, when they were cutting out a rib. And I was on IV blood thinner. So I was slowly bleeding. Well, I, let me scratch it. I was quickly bleeding to death. And I spent a week down at Mercy in Baltimore in the ICU with uh, two Percocets every four hours and a six-minute freaking morphine drip. Uh, nonetheless, I also had to have oxygen on a lot. And ever since then, I've been very panicked when I can't breathe normally. It seems weird, but it's like constant, endless PTSD. Really know how to start a football podcast. It was an unpleasant week. I'm going to be honest with you. It's been not an unpleasant Why had a chest five seconds for me in me and like that thing that wasn't that wasn't a good experience. Uh, I also had a a, a a poor experience this weekend, although not on the level of your near death experience. <clears throat> but um, the NFL tricked me on uh, <laughs> Sunday. I turned on the TV and I looked and it said NFL football. So I clicked on it and the game pops up. And of course, Sunday, Cincinnati and Buffalo played game one. But as I'm looking out there, um, Dallas is kicking off to San Francisco. And I'm thinking, well, this is weird. I, I did. They flex the game. I didn't know. <clears throat> and I had heard rumors that Jimmy Garoppolo might be back soon. You know, maybe the championship games. And I look at Jimmy Garoppolo's jogging out on the field, and I'm like, "What is going on here? Uh, did I did how much how much did I miss? <laughs> how long have I been asleep? What is happening?" I watched the first play of the game. Debo Samuel's lined up at tailback. No Christian McCaffrey. Uh dude, I I have absolutely no clue what's going on. Where were you for this? In my in my house. It was the NFL Network who was playing last year's Niners-Cowboys game. Right. And I was tricked because I thought that was the game that was on at the moment. So I missed the kickoff in the first few plays of the actual Cincinnati-Buffalo game because I was watching the NFL put on some stupid game from last year with two teams that were playing the same day. And I was at a loss. I had no idea what was going on. I... I don't. I, I have nothing but silence for that. I, 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 which is great for radio. Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really know what to say to that. Uh, I, obscure, bizarre, alarming. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. maybe I should find a new person to do this with. I, I don't know this. I'm don't throw me the good time. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> to me too. I mean, it took a good three or four minutes before I figured out what was going on. I don't even know what to say. I'm dumbfounded. That was, uh, yeah, yes, I agree with you. That wasn't quite a life, uh, threatening, uh, uh, happening in your life, but I can understand why you were definitely a little concerned afterwards. Perturbed, for sure. That's just, I don't, I don't even, I really don't know what to say. Excellent. Uh, the tables Time have to turned. look in the mirror. Time to look in the mirror the, and figure some things out. The, the tables have turned. All right, sir. The first game on the slate um, that I was not tricked in 
uh, was the Jaguars and the Chiefs. The Jaguars made this very, very interesting. Uh, they only lost by a touchdown, 20-27. to 27. It didn't feel like they were all that close until the end. Um, that's when I started getting a little excited, looking, you know, rooting for the Jaguars, the underdogs. Uh, Lawrence was, he was okay. He wasn't great. He was missed a few throws here and there. He did have some great throws to remind you of, you know, who he's probably going to turn out to be. Chris Kirk had a nice game. Zay Jones and ETN did all right. Um, ETN was averaging 6.2 yards a carry. So I'm not sure why he didn't get more than 10 carries this game. And then on the other side, Patty Mahomes, he also, he didn't have a lot of stats. I mean, he looked good. Not a lot of stats. Um, he did get injured, a high ankle sprain. We'll see how that plays out. They say he's going to play, suit up this week. He practiced today. Um, I don't know. Kelsey was a monster, 14 catches, two touchdowns, and we really got to see who Isaiah Pacheco can be. He looked like a man amongst boys when they gave him the rock. Yeah, he did look sharp, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, this was a good game. It, it, you're right. It, was, it didn't seem as competitive as it was. If Agnew hadn't fumbled as they were moving down the score, this could could have been completely flip flopped. Um, one thing I really think, though, dude, is there there's the chance that the Jags are going to be a top three, four team in this in this conference for the next five, six, seven years. If they can keep this train rolling, how it is. It's hard to argue that youngest I mean, they, roster in the freaking league. Yes, and and um, I think they've got money. They always have uh, money. Um, they're always you know stacked <clears throat> with salary cap cash. So I I have to look it up to confirm, but I, I can't see why this year would be any different. Now and they're losing some some pieces. They're going to need a tight end. He who how well, <clears throat> he who shall not be named uh, is a free agent. He's leaving. But um, but I don't I know if he they will. Got... They they put it out there today that they're going to do right. everything in their power to re-sign him, and, and he they wants to be there as much. Well, well, I mean, they've revitalized his career. I mean, yeah. why not? Uh, but the only other thing, it's funny. I only, really only have two um, notes for this one, and one of them is the Agnew fumble. <laughs> he doesn't fumble down. What what yard line was it? Like four? It was down six? around. Yeah, it was inside the ten. Just inside the ten. Jacksonville goes in and scores there, man. This this would have been really it's interesting. Game, yeah, yeah, and so they're really downplaying Mahomes' ankle issue, and <clears throat> maybe for good reason. But you get a high ankle sprain, man. One little bump, one defensive lineman that comes in or offensive lineman that falls down <clears throat> and just rolls over and touches that ankle. We could see Chad Henney for a good portion of this game, yeah. and that uh, <laughs> that's not going to bode well against Joe Burrow. The Chiefs are actually the underdog. Apparently that they're the first. Uh, this is the first game uh, they've had in the Mahomes era that they're a home underdog. I am picking the Bengals to win, <clears throat> but that's interesting. I did Minus not realize one and they a half. were the underdog. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, another thing with the Jags for next year is they also who knows what kind of mental state he'll be in, or if he's off, you know, down at Charlestown betting on the ponies. But Calvin Ridley. Oh, yeah, back. you're right. That's right. So you have an instant potential, instant number one receiver. Boom. Just right there. Didn't have to do anything to get him. He's just already on your team. He's going to be able to practice here soon. And you know what's interesting? I don't think that affects Christian Kirk's role at all. No, if anything, it might help him. Might. Because, you know, he was the number one guy there. Uh, and they were smart to move Christian Kirk all around the, the field. And he plays very well out of the slot. And it'll be perfect with Calvin Ridley there. Absolutely. The personal hurt is Zay Jones, who will probably still have occasional good games, so he's not going to be as consistent as he was the second half of the year. Which is a shame because he shows flashes here and there, and he he showed a lot of flashes this year. And he's an ECU guy, which is you know where I am in Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, so I you know I'm kind of rooting for him. Not that I'm a big ECU fan or anything, but uh, you know hometown guy. I can I can hope he does well. But he's just the opportunities for him haven't been stellar. No, they've not. But where was he? Was he with the Raiders originally, correct? Um, or was he with Buffalo no. originally? Buffalo, I believe Buffalo drafted him and then the Raiders and now Jacksonville. Oh, maybe this will work out for him. As far as the Chiefs go, they're the Chiefs. They're going to compete every year. As long as you got Mahomes, they're going to compete. I, I'm telling you what, if Pacheco looks the way he did, this past weekend, 
for the next few games <clears throat> or, you know, this game, maybe Super Bowl, his draft stock for fantasy is going up. up yeah, but why? Up. I don't want to touch him if he goes too high. Because they're never mm-hmm. going to run this offense around him. So you're still going to have these, even this game. It's not like he scored. He had a great he game. Play. He still only had 10.6 points. Right. Because people um, people often draft for what they want <clears throat> rather than what they're going to get. No. Does that make sense? Often, it does. They're often stupid. Well, I mean. It makes no sense. Argue. I'm, I can't take a guy in the, in the second round, third round, that's going to get me 10 and a half points on a regular basis. And they'll put him in. Yep. Yeah, well, I was thinking third round, actually. They'll put him in a couple preseason games. He'll explode for a 60-yard touchdown, and then he'll be a solid third rounder. Yep, just way overdrafted. Because, like I said, you and I discussed this last week. They're never going to run this like they did when Hunt was there, where the offense almost, you could make a case, it sort of went through him, and then Mahomes just feasted because Hunt was so great. There, there hasn't been a back they've had since that they run it like that. And they've had some good, decent guys. They just won't do it that way anymore. Yeah, but maybe they haven't had the guy. Maybe Pacheco is the guy. I mean, I don't think it is. I'm playing devil's advocate here, but hey, who knows? Well, if we can build him up and get some people in some of our leagues to draft him too early or spend too much money, then all the all the better for us. Yeah. All right, let's move on to my favorite game of the week, the absolute demolition. Of the New York yeah. Giants, I, I was worried. Watched this game it was just stupid. I it watched it. Wasn't enjoyable to watch. Oh, thirty-eight <clears throat> to seven. Uh, no, it wasn't that scored. close. Uh, it, you know what? It may, it may not have been. <clears throat> I'll be honest. Watching this game, and there's really nothing to talk about on the Giants side. No one really did anything, but um, and it's disappointing because Daniel Jones was playing so well. He never had a chance. This was one of the most complete games that I've seen Philly play in a very long time. Offensively, defensively, getting after the quarterback. I mean, Jalen Hurts, they scored 38 points, and Hurts only had 150 yards passing. It's yeah, You didn't have to I mean, pass had, much when you had, had – Right, they had three rushing touchdowns. 300 yards rushing. Yeah, I mean, it, I thoroughly <clears throat> enjoyed this game, man. It was – it makes me feel good, honestly, about this coming week. And I, you know, I have some obviously some thoughts on the uh, NFC Championship game whenever we get there. That uh, you know might ring some bells. We'll see. But I'll tell you a fun uh, little story about the Eagles game. So, Lincoln Financial Field, they do not open the parking lot for tailgating until four in the afternoon for an eight p.m. game. Well, that's obviously not good enough for for Eagles fans. So there was a lacrosse game at Lincoln Financial at one p.m. So all these Eagles fans bought tickets for the lacrosse game simply so they could tailgate all day long and not leave. So would like some policeman come up to them and say, show me a ticket or you're out of here? I I, I think to get into the parking lot, you have to have a ticket. Oh, okay. So they would have to have, gotcha. you know, the lacrosse ticket and a parking pass to get in. That's genius. Three extra early hours to throw batteries at people. Okay. All right. Well, more than that, if you tailgate, you know, if you tailgated for oh, the cross, eleven game. o'clock, you're throwing batteries <laughs> at people. Eleven a.m. Right. That's right. <laughs> no harm, no so foul. Great. Oh man! One thing I noticed during the game, Nick Sirianni, he has got a youthful energy that not a lot of NFL coaches have. I mean, he's yelling with his players. He's jumping up, doing fist bumps. He's like looking at the camera. I like it. Maybe it's okay. Maybe that's the way head coaches are going i mean they keep getting younger and younger and younger obviously bill belichick's never going to do that that's not really andy Reid's style it worries me a little bit if they if they make it to the super bowl because that's a whole different demon in and of itself with how much extra is going on how many eyes are on your team are you going to be able to keep your guys contained so they don't go out in there you know there's horror stories but was it warren sap got in trouble i think maybe during super bowl week or you know, i mean there's just players there that it happens that to right dumb things right. yeah Right. I hope that he has control of his team enough that, you know, that's not going to happen. And, you know, I think a lot of it isn't really that the guys are doing anything different that week. It's that there's so much more scrutiny. Every step they take, everywhere they go, somebody is watching because they're looking for a story where, you know, these guys, they're making it rain all season long. 
nobody cares. But weekly up to the Super Bowl, all of a sudden it matters if you get in an altercation at a strip club. So, uh, yeah, they got to be a lot more careful because the spotlight is squarely on them at all times. Yeah. And one final thing I thought was interesting is uh, the use of Kenneth Gainwell. Now, they, I mean, they ran the ball a lot. Miles yeah, Sanders. The use of him was. Years. <laughs> it, it wasn't always late though like they I used know, it wasn't complete game game script but a lot of it towards the end was because right and right and his 38 yard touchdown his touchdown yeah. was but it was interesting for me to see him playing earlier in the game and my thought is hey miles sanders is uh you know an unrestricted free agent this year <clears throat> you got kenneth gainwell under contract this game's you don't need Miles Sanders for this. Maybe they'll get an extra look at Gainwell because they could. Um, and they have they're gonna be pleased with what they saw. How are you worried at all about your boy AJ for this weekend? He's not on the injury report now. Final injury report, he's not on. Okay. Well just came out. I, I, I was. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hip. I didn't see a hip. I didn't hear a hip. Where's this hip <laughs> coming from? Nick Sirani, oops, he suits up. But as of today, they said he's not on the injury report. Fair enough. Maybe they just wanted to scare me. I don't know. Maybe they don't care for you. I feel their pain. All right. Uh, the next <laughs> game, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> Would you say <sighs> that the Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati Bengals game was the most surprising? In what capacity? Not you just mean that they won or that they won so easily? Think that they won so easily. If you look at the Bills, were Vegas's, they led, um, they were the leaders in the house in Vegas to be the Super Bowl champs. So many pick, people picked them preseason, picked them in season, picked them for the playoffs to win, and boy, they just got punched in the mouth. I, I and, read a really interesting article about them yesterday about a guy who's one of their guy, their in guys there that really follows them hardcore, like one of the heads of the Bills Mafia, and he wrote this scathing article. And there wasn't a single thing in it that didn't make sense about why they're losing. It was pretty crazy. If I can find it again, I'll, I'll send you a link. Yeah. What were some of the highlights of what he was saying? Some of it is like, say you have like a digs type player. You've got this guy who is one of the best route runners in the league. And he's a sort of a deep threat, but not really. But you've got that. You've got a slot guy that can do it. You've got this. You built this offense to, to run these quick ins and out slants. But what do you do? You take your quarterback and just let him hold the ball forever and just sprint outside and then just chuck the ball 65 yards downfield over and over again and wonder why it doesn't work. Um, that uh, what, was nothing else. Like you, you draft this this uh, James Cook. You draft him, bring him in, say, yeah, man, this is he's going to be our third down. Guy. He's going to catch so many balls. And then what do you do all season long? You don't throw one third to, to backs. Um, things like that on defense, you constantly keep getting smaller and smaller guys that you think are going to be able to get around the edge. Things like that aren't working. You want to blame it all on Josh Allen, but in reality, without Josh Allen, this team might not even have a winning record. He they're winning he in spite of everybody else, not in spite of him. Yeah, he has a couple turnovers, but again, they're usually on crazy plays where he's just fighting for his life. There was just so many things, offense and defense, that. I was just like, man, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And it's being proven because – and he's talking, too, about the window. Any team, you only have so much of a window, and it's it's starting to finally shrink, right? So, uh, we're, we're, well, I don't know what's going to go on with this team. Well, you, you, you said something interesting. Without <laughs> Josh Allen, you know, this team's, you know, not even a 500 team. No. Well, it, it say, well you know, it's only one person. Well, guess what? Maybe it was Brian Dable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe he was the engine behind the scenes to keep this team going. Uh, I, I mean, I can tell you that it was not going on Sunday. Josh Allen, zero touchdown passes, a pick. I mean, 26 rushing yards, was that was your leading rusher, which was Allen. Yeah, which is your quarterback, yeah. Four catches for Stephon Diggs for 35 yards. And once again, instead of buckling down, gathering troops, he's over on the sideline, me, 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 screaming at Diggs, then leaves the building, acting like a five-year-old again. And then the next day, it says, so, you know what? I overreacted. I was just upset. I apologized to, to the fans, to my teammates. No, he buckles down. He doubles down and says, would you rather that I don't care? 
would you rather this? All that matters is winning. And like, you're an idiot. You look like a freaking child. Everybody else lost too. You didn't see them acting like they were five. It's just, there's some dysfunction there now because they were expected to do so well and they're falling well short each year. They haven't even made the championship game. Did they make it once or did they not make it at all? I don't think they've made it at all these last four years, have they? Um, I think they made it two years ago. Okay. I think they made it two years ago. Okay. Um, regardless, I mean, you look at just at the other side of the ball and the Bengals, man, they, or, you know what? Let's look at the Bengals offense again, because it wasn't about them. It was about the Bengals defense. They stepped up big time. And I got, I, I looked up some numbers and we'll talk about it for the FC championship game matchup that I, I was not aware how good the Bengals defense actually was pretty much all season. This stat I find interesting. The Bengals had 71 total plays. They had 30 first downs. <laughs> Just pick, I mean, pick people apart. We're almost at half of your plays resulted in first downs. Yeah. That's yeah. what I got to tell you, dude. And, and I, that's I'm in starting to love Joey, Joey B. Me the too, man. Just, Me he's too. just the man. His whole demeanor, then, everything about him. And the thing is, his whole team believes the same thing we do. Like, they go out on the field with that dude every game and expect to win. Every game. They are. Yeah, and they yeah they aren't losing much. He He's taking Joe Cool, that nickname. Oh, I yeah, think Joe Montana was the first one with Joe Cool, right? Only Did they level. call Joe Namath Joe Cool? Yeah, yeah, because he was calm, cool, collected, said they'd beat the Colts. They were like 17-point underdogs, beat them anyway. I think Burroughs might be the coolest of the cool, because Montana's kind of a nerd. Right, he. I mean, no, he, was he, big, he, he was big pimping. He was the talk yeah, of the town. Dude could do anything he wanted in New York City. No, well, I'm talking about Montana. Oh, I thought you said Joe Namath. Yeah, well, I did. I I said both. So gotcha. Namath. Yeah, John Joe um, Montana wasn't into the limelight and all these guarantees and the whole attitude stuff. He just was awesome and just kind of nerdy himself. But he, I mean, he owns everything that he is, and he toes that line between. <clears throat> cocky and arrogant you hate him and man this guy's just really good and he believes in himself he's everything he backs up everything he says or does and even joe mixon had a hundred yards on the ground 105 listen you and i both were very high on mixon coming into the year my two he was my three we were both very wrong on him he only had one 100 game one 100 yard game all season he averaged under four yards a carry, but not not against Buffalo. He rushed for over five yards a carry and one oh five, I think, on the ground. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then one other thing I saw was some guys can't play in weather. It's a a, a weird thing. Like just they, they don't know how to run if there's snow on the ground or rain. Um. And James Cook, you mentioned him earlier. I don't know if you noticed this, but he was one of those guys. He couldn't. His cuts were slow. <laughs> He was slipping all over the field, um, and Joe Mixon wasn't. Joe Mixon was running just like there was there were no elements. And you've seen this before. Like I, I remember the snowball with the the Eagles and the Lions in uh, twenty eleven or something. Hey, you were there. But I was there, right? Lashawn McCoy, quick, shifty runner. I'm thinking to myself, well, this yeah. guy's done. I mean, you're not going to be able to play in this. And what's he do? Rushes for over two hundred yards. I loved it. Um, I had him on my squad. Yeah, and. He just knows how to run in weather, and some guys do, some guys don't. And I mean that—that that alone, I, you know, seeing James Cook running out there, I felt I felt bad for him. And the, the but, thing uh, is, is it should slick conditions should always people don't realize this, but it should benefit the offense because the benefit offense knows where they're going, they know where they're going to cut, yes. which makes it a little easier. The defense has to react, and it's so much easier to slip real quick. And then in the NFL, you know, you slip at all. We seven yards of of clearance now, but yeah, they they just nothing about what they were doing looked good. They just looked sort of out of sorts, a little lost, shell shocked right from the beginning, like almost to the point they looked like they expected to lose. Yeah, I mean that's I the that's what I got. Like the feeling I could that I was getting from the TV was these guys don't believe that they can win this game, and I feel bad for Bills fans. Mm-hmm. I, would, I mean. I don't. I'm a Ravens fan. So I don't feel bad for anybody's fans. I hear you. You don't feel bad for anyone in general. Just that's well, the type of human you are. Can't really argue that. Well said. <laughs> hey, and quickly, Joe Mixon, like in my league of record, ended up 13th. 
but a quarter of one his game. points came one in game. one game. 53 in that yep. game, 209 for the season. More, just a, barely over a quarter of his points came in one game. You take yeah. that game down to just say even 15 points, and he just lost 38. He's clear down to about 22nd. Right. Just barely an RB2. And, and a part of it I still think is that makeshift Cincinnati line, although they play better towards the end of the season. And m- most things I've read this week say they had their best game here against Buffalo. Um, I think they were missing three starters. Yeah. And but yet they still played so well. Great protection, great run blocking. Right. So that is part of it. But there were a lot of plays where Mixon just did just I mean, just didn't look like he was leaving it all on the field. He was just sort of going through the motions. In the season, not the game. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Agreed. Uh and well, if it makes you feel any better not about not feeling bad for people, I do not feel bad. For the Dallas Cowboys as they lose yet again in the playoffs to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, It's interesting because they also lost in that game that I was watching (laughs) earlier in the same day that I wasn't supposed to be watching. Um, So they got two L's on Sunday, which is even better for me. But uh, Dak Prescott was not good. They dominated the Buccaneers. Dak Prescott looked better than he's ever looked in his life. And then he steps in against... San Francisco's defense and looks kind of like you expected him to look the whole time. He looks like a damn deer in the headlights is what he looks like. He had two interceptions. It could have been at least four. And <clears throat> I'm telling you, when he th- he threw one, it was on the final drive, I think. It was the first play of the final drive, maybe. I think it was Dre Greenlaw jumped in front of the pass and bounced oh, off yeah. his chest. And the camera went to Dak's face, and he had this look on. It was like – I mean, he looked like Carson Wentz, the – just a blank expression, a little bit confused. His mouth was hanging open. Yeah. And I saw that and I knew a hundred percent, not a chance they're driving down the field and making this play. He, like you said, deer in the headlights. He was lost and scared, and it was not gonna be his day. No, it's uh it was just again, this game looked close and the score was close. I mean, at one point wasn't Dallas up nine to six? I think so. Um, they were either up 9-6 or down 9-6. It was 6-6. But they weren't moving the ball. They weren't doing anything. They looked like they were being dominated. Just somehow, I mean, you got to give Dallas's defense a, a little bit of credit. Oh, for sure. Their I defense mean, played great. Yeah, and Dak's giving them the ball in decent field position. They still only give up 19 points. And, boy, the Niners really had to that, – that, that scoring drive they had for that touchdown was just intense. I don't know what they're going to do. I wish the Cowboys would get rid of McCarthy and bring in Sean Payton, to tell you the truth. Zeke's most likely going to be going. He says he's going to take a he'll take a pay cut. Who knows what they're going to do with Pollard now that he had to have surgery to have his no, poor ankle guy. put back together. Poor guy. Freaking uh, uh, what's-his-face just complicated stuff today. Mel Kuyper Jr., he says, oh, Bijan is going to be taken by Dallas in the first freaking round. So, Kuyper. Who's Mel Kuyper anyway? Yeah, Kuyper. He's something else, isn't he? So they just um, they just can't win. I tell you what, though, C.D. Lamb, man, he turned it on first eight weeks of the season. He had zero 100-yard games. Since week eight, their bye week was in week nine. And since then, including the playoffs, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six 100-yard yeah, games. Yeah, he it took him a while to get going. But well, then, and part of that was because Dak missed a good bit of the that in that right. stretch when he wasn't getting 100, correct? Didn't Correct. Dak miss five games in that stretch? He did. He did. Yeah. And still that led the league in help. interceptions in case anyone was keeping track. But speaking of quarterbacks, that Brock, has he now played his way into the starting role? We're going to talk about Brock again later Listen, on. The Obviously, the 49ers won, but it wasn't because of Brock Purdy. 200 yards, no touchdowns, no turnovers, though. No picks. That's it. Again, he's he plays what he's supposed to, and that Dallas defense was on him all day. He played. Oh a, yeah, I mean, he played a pretty no one damn had good... good game for because a lot of guys in that situation would have thrown two or three picks, would have got sacked seven times, but he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Don't turn it over. Don't lose a bunch of yardage. And besides C.D. Lamb, I mean, C.D. Lamb had the best game of any skill position player on either team. Yeah, 
uh, George Kittle was the only player for the Niners that really did anything. And that he was five catches for 95, but that was because he made the bravest catch yeah, I have ever seen someone make in a football game. He, he was kind of deep going over the middle. Yeah. He, the ball hits him in the hands. He bobbles it. There is a safety in a beeline for him. That's going to rush him. He knows it's coming and he still is able to bobble the ball and make the catch. Luckily, he, he didn't killed. get hit. But what in his fool, brain, in, what that, he knew. Yeah. He knew. But he was what that get fool hit. do that, I know. that you should never do? Uh, he freaking ducked his head. I know. Tackle, trying to spear him as hard as he can, takes his eye off of him. He'll just sort of shimmies and shakes around him, and he dives into air because he but, didn't keep his head up and watch his target. Otherwise, that changes that whole play. That ball's just oh, gone. Yeah. Very few guys, as you, I know you like to hear me say it, very few guys on planet Earth would have been brave enough to stick with that ball and catch well, yeah, it. Yeah, you you and our little mini uh, playoff league we did this weekend, you, we have our thread going, and mm-hmm. you put in there, like, who does that? Why would he? How can he do it? All this. And all I wrote, he's a maniac. He's a maniac. He <laughs> Other people care. on there trying to write this, to analyze this. Says, no. And you're like, you just wrote, no, what Kevin said. Yeah. That's it. It's a maniac. Because most guys know yeah. how big, bad, strong they are. When they see these bodies all around them all getting ready to kill them, they're not going to keep tapping that ball up in the air four times. They're just ducking. They're just ducking and going to the ground. Dude, I've been eating turf, buddy. I'm not yeah. kidding. <laughs> Oh yeah, he just I'm keeps catching it, does his thing, gets up, and just wants to power bomb somebody. He's a freaking nut. Tough, and it's great to have a guy been... like that on your team, yeah. but it's also part of the reason he misses a lot of time okay. each year because he runs himself into these injuries that no other player in the league would even think to 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 continue the play. Gotta love him, but you do gotta love him. There's no doubt about that. I remember a play. I think it was two two seasons ago where he's running down the he's running down the sideline, and there's a defender coming at him from the side. He knows he's not going to outrun the defender, and he just turns and goes two three yards towards the guy just to hit him, just to hit him. And he got. I yeah. think I remember that play because I remember Shanahan against ripping his head off on the sideline afterwards, like excited. But then he goes over to him, and just lays into him like. We sort of need you on the field. You don't need to be playing the safety yourself. You don't need to be tackling the defense. You know, relax a little bit. Please just run out of bounds. End the play. Oh, man. Kittle, love it. All right, you ready to move on to the NFC Championship game? Indeed. The NFC's first on Sunday, correct? I believe so. Pretty sure. All right. Anyway, I'm going to give an unpopular opinion right off the bat, and I think this is the Super Bowl. Preseason, yeah, during the season, in the playoffs, everyone has been talking about the AFC, how their teams are better, which I agreed with until right now. I think Philly and San Francisco both, um, not just with how well the teams are playing, but with how they match up against the both of the AFC teams, I think the winner of the NFC Championship game will be the Super Bowl champ. Okay, people, Vegas line, vote, pick AFC, bet heavy on the AFC. <laughs> Is everything you got. <laughs> everything they you got. got a second Bobby mortgage. The NFC to win it, AFC it is. Throw your house, throw your more, throw your IR, everything you have, throw it on, on whoever wins the AFC championship. Look, man, if you're going to beat a great quarterback, and this is how the, the Giants beat, Tom Brady and even an undefeated Patriots team, you gotta put pressure on the quarterback. Philly you and San do Francisco it with players, and Philly and San Francisco can do. both. It's not, yeah, it's yes. not just doing it. That's why the Giants could beat Brady. It wasn't other teams could get pressure, but they were doing it with five or six guys, which left him endlessly those little dump offs, those little curl routes, those little slants. Yep. But the Giants both years did it with only four, so you could just roll those linebackers in space back two yards and. Cut off all that short intermediate exactly. stuff. It's exactly what Philly did four years ago. Yeah, exactly. Thing. That's it. Pressure with four, so you can cut down all those all those opportunities in the short yardage. Now, as far as the Eagles and the the Niners matchup, I mean, both of these defenses are stellar. Philly had the best pass defense in the league this year. San Francisco had the second best defense against the run. If Philly can get out to a lead like they did mm-hmm. against the Giants, and it may force the Niners to pass more, 
that's going to lead right into the teeth of the Eagles defense. They're going to be able to pin their ears back. And I don't know if Brock Purdy is going to be, I don't know how he's going to stand up to all the pressure that he's going to get. He did okay against Dallas, but they only put up 19 points. And it wasn't really because of Purdy. I think um, it'll be fine. When Purdy and uh, your boy uh, Hertz faced off in college, I think Hertz had five touchdowns and Purdy had six. Gosh, nope. And it was 41 40. 42 41. 41, something like that. One. Yeah, they did win by a point, but to sit here and say that he won't be able to handle it, um, I don't I don't agree with that. Purdy isn't going up against Oklahoma's barely defense. Right, right. You don't even call the defense. He's going to go against Philly, the, the team that had the most sacks in a league by like 15. Yeah. yeah, I'm not real worried about it. You think Niners will win it? I do actually. They it's going to be tough too. The the cross country travel um is going to, you know, that some teams struggle with that. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan knows enough and he's yeah. a better enough coach that he can to get minimize his team. it. Right. Uh, yep. Minimize it. Now, maybe, maybe the Eagles are turning the water off in this Niners hotel, uh, like they did the Giants. Uh, but, uh, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe Man, they'll have too. a couple Eagles fans out pelting somebody with uh, George oh. Kittle, some D batteries. You think they come up with some new, some new, uh, stuff here man. that's what they do they're battery throwers man, it happened like twice doing santa claus throwing batteries that's how they do all right uh so you're i i think i'm taking the eagles man i i usually don't i'm usually not very it's, confident it's a coin in them. Flip. these guys could play uh, 10 times each team's gonna win five times well it, it can't be closer than the one and a half spread on the afc championship game yeah i'm not sure what their spread is right yeah, now that up. Um, if the there. Eagles can throw out their full strength offensive line, I think Hertz is going to have enough time that uh, that he's going to be able to, to and AJ Brown is fully healthy. I think he'll be able to pick apart this defense. But that's the other thing with the Niners. Maybe for the first time all year, they're completely healthy. This is I do at least like that. The both teams have everybody. They have all their weapons, yeah. both on offense and pretty much defense. Man, it's, it's going to be. I hope it's a heck of a game. I just don't want either team to just blow the other one out because that's just boring to watch. Not if you're a Philly fan and it's your team doing the blowing out. Uh, Philly's two and a half point favorite since he's down yeah. to one now. I guess people yeah. are starting to come back to the Chiefs now that they're getting more points. All right. AFC Championship. The number one and number three offenses in the AFC are facing each other. This has got a chance to be a, an absolute barn burner. But like I said earlier with the Cincinnati defense, I didn't realize that they have the fifth best scoring defense um, on the season. And their defense is better than Kansas City's defense in every single metric and stat that I looked at. All of them. Cincinnati's defense was, in some cases, far superior to Kansas City's. And I think that's going to be the difference. I do. Mahomes doesn't have the weapons he used to. That doesn't matter in the regular season. Nah, I, think, I don't think it matters think now it, either. I don't. Well, plus he has a bum ankle. There's a lot going no, against matters. Kansas City. Now they have um the the superior coach for sure. You know Andy Reid is a Hall of Famer in my opinion. Um, but they don't have Joe Cool, man, Joe Burrow, buddy. Um, and no no one in the league gave up more passing touchdowns this season than Kansas City. And that does not bode well when you have Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins coming to town. It doesn't, but it's also, again, one of those uh, out-of-context type stats where teams were down by 21 in the second quarter every freaking week. Well, not every week, but a lot of weeks. So they're throwing, 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 having to catch up. So you have to take those stats with a grain of salt. The fact is they are the number one seed. They got Pat Mahomes and Kelsey. So any given day, nobody really wants to have to face them. Um, I'm glad that the game's in KC because now there's this talk, this push that they're going to start doing the AFC and NFC championship games in neutral sites forever now. And I, I don't. This is all just getting a little too snowflakey for me. But whatever. You had said that you didn't mind. I didn't mind it for uh, this week, but I don't want. Or I didn't mind it for this because of all this crazy stuff. But I don't want it to be forever. I think if you earn that right to have that home game, you should be able to have it. 
but I didn't yeah, mind I, it with, the, with the craziness that happened with all the stupid decisions that could have been made. That was not an overly horrible one. I hear you. Um, an overly horrible one. The quote of the week, and I know a lot of folks have been talking about this, but got to bring it up was after the game, they were interviewing Joe Burrow. And um, was it Tracy Wolfson brought up the fact that a bunch of Buffalo Bills fans had already bought tickets to well, Atlanta, right? And that where yeah. the, the game was going to be. They'd already bought tickets to the AFC Championship game in Atlanta. And she brought up to Burrow on the field and he said, well, better get their refunds. Yep. Yeah, he said, I love people that. There don't probably don't like me very much. <laughs> I love it. But I mean, what's a guy supposed to say? Yeah, he put him on the spot. He gave an honest answer. And what is he, Man. 25, 26 years old? I can't imagine what would have come out of my mouth if I had just beat the Buffalo Bills and someone brought that up. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's Joe Cool for a reason, buddy. He's the man. All right, buddy. Oh, so who are you taking? Oh, I'll take the Chiefs. I think they're going to get their little it. revenge game here. I love it. I take the what, one Burrow's seed. 3-0 against them? Uh, I think I know they, they they played each other back the December fourth and the the Bengals won twenty seven twenty four. They had won I think two times before, but again I I don't want I hate when people compare this. He's three and zero against Patrick Mahomes. That's BS. They're never on the field at the same time except to shake hands. But he, they have had the Chiefs number, so uh, we'll see how this goes. I can't imagine Andy Reid's not going to come up with some kind of plan to stem the tide on all that. I'm taking the Bengals, baby. Cool. I like it. I like it. We don't agree on anything. That's, but it doesn't, doesn't even matter because whoever wins the NFC automatically is going to win the Super Bowl. Bang. You got so, that right. Yes. Yeah, so it doesn't matter who wins the AFC game. Thank you. I appreciate you listening for once. It's, it's nice. Every once in a while. All right, buddy. You ready for our are three ways good enough? Way, way, way too early? Or should there be more ways? There should be a lot of ways because it's this okay. is so far in advance. I didn't even look at a whole bunch of stats from year to year. And this and that because there's about 8 million things yeah. that could change between now, not even just now in August, but now in two months from now. Imagine how much movement there's going to be by the draft. I mean, some of the whole landscape could be completely changed by then. And we know there's going to be a lot of movement this offseason. There really is before the let's draft. Say, oh, yeah. Let's say A.J. Brown goes out and uh, tears his ACL in this NFC Championship game. He's not going to be ready till. November. If that, that changes Jalen Hurts outlook. Right. Yeah, sure. All right. So I'll 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 go my number one first. Is that cool? Knock yourself out. All Big boy. Right. Sorry, my, my phone's buzzing. I got a tornado warning. At your house? Yeah, buddy. We got Dude, some weather. Awesome. Going on. We had snow here, two inches of snow here today. Yeah. Let's hurry up and do this before I die. Um, my number one QB. Let's run it back, buddy. Jalen Hurts, second year in a row. Uh, Josh Allen was QB1 in 2020 and 2021, so why not Hurts? He's got a great offense, got great receivers, great offensive line. Jalen Hurts is the goal line. What league were you in that Jalen Hurts was the number one quarterback? In points per game. Oh, so we're making up a different – okay, sorry. I didn't Uh, realize you were using different stats. That made him. Yeah, that he, he wasn't actually well. But let's make up. Let's use other stats to pretend. I got right. you. Got I, I need to make sure I'm right. It's like talking to Whitey with you sometimes. Not going like, to use stats. You just make, make crap up. To, it's like it's you're like uh, the typical. No offense to people, but you're like the Democrats. You make up your own story to fit your own narrative. For those out there, well, I'm an independent. The Republicans do it too, but the Democrats really seem to make up stories to fit their own narrative. Well, one thing I'm not making up is that he improved in every single meaningful yes, passing he was stat. a beast. He rushed for over 700 yards two years in a row, double-digit touchdowns two years in a row, uh, and he was a top six QB 12 out of 15 games this season. Yeah, he, he was, was very, very consistent, and you know consistency is important for me. Yeah, he was good. I have – where do I have him? Let me look at my list here right quickly. I ended up with him. At, wait, wrong list. Let me look here. I have him at three next year. Only because I still fear that his... not. I don't really consider him reckless. He's not a reckless player, but his style of play is going to cost him one, two, three games every year or at least like a half of a game here and there. Just enough um, 
to bring him down. And I think teams are going to see this offense now in the offseason. He's going to regress a little bit, but not a lot. Obviously, I have him at third overall. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He's going to be up there. And he was your preseason one, and he almost did it. I know. I know in your mind he did, but he actually didn't. Because it matters that he missed games. That's part of our preseason one through five. The one thing I'll say, though, is if you have your star player that's going to miss games, you want to be your quarterback, in my opinion, because I think it's easier to fill those points that you're losing um, at, with the quarterback position. You know, if, if Christian McCaffrey goes yeah. out in week yeah. 15 and 16, you're not going to the waiver wire then to, to fill right. in, right? No, I was able to do that with Hurts. Right. Hurts went down, I grabbed Daniel Jones, and I just flew right through the playoffs. Well, it depends so. on your league, too. Like, my league being, league right. being 16 teams, yes. the starting quarterbacks are all gone. But what you at least sure. could do is you're going to be able to hopefully get his backup on waivers that week. Yep. But you're right. Now, I agree, generally one? speaking. What's that? Who's your number one? Let me look at my sheet. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to surprise you. With my your, one, with I just segment. go with Josh Allen again. He was number one this year in, in actual total points. He's a monster. He's going to get you his passing yards. He's going to get you the rush yards. He's going to get you some rushing touchdowns. Not much is going to change there. I'm hoping they're going to look at things and improve their offensive strategy a bit and make it less about him, which I think could actually improve his numbers, numbers even more. Mahomes was my QB1 in my leagues. Oh, he was. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, Mahomes was one. Allen was two by about 15 points. My apologies. Oh, oh, oh. So now who's making stuff? Now, well, I didn't let him just points. Now, I thought he was. It, you're right. He wasn't. He's At he's, least Hurst was two. one in points per game. I was looking at – um. what the hell was I looking at? Oh, I was looking at average. I hadn't clicked on points yet. I got you. Um, yeah, I don't have much written for Josh Allen because you don't need to. He was QB1, QB1, QB2. Yeah, and if he hadn't had that game canceled, he most likely would have been one overall sure. points. And he um he's fifth in red zone attempts passing for quarterbacks and third in red zone rushing attempts for quarterbacks. So when the Bills score a touchdown, it's because of Josh Allen. And it happens a lot because they move the yes. ball as well, if not better than any other team in the league. Absolutely. So they're always in the red. That's part of the reason those numbers are so high. The attempts in the red zone is because they are there so often because of him. So I think our QB two is probably the same. Pat Mahomes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's my he's my two as well. Uh, Hard to go against. Yeah, I know. And, and I really mentioned well. <laughs> uh, I was kind of against him. What was he? My QB three or four last year? I think going in the season because I thought you know with his lack of weapons was going to affect him. But psh, nope. There's some QB handsome this year. devil with a wonderful beard who mentioned in the preseason that that wouldn't be the case, that that guy said he might even be better because he wouldn't be feeding that that squeaky wheel all the time. I can't remember that handsome devil. You nailed it on the top of the head, my friend. I do. I great. actually feel good about that prediction you because I, there were very few people with that train of thought. But I, I really was – I thought getting rid of Hill was a, just a wonderful decision for their overall offensive scheme. Most fantasy points, most passing touchdowns. He had the most passing yards by 500. I know. Plus, he I mean, he, he runs a little bit. Three fifty. Plus, he doesn't ground, even play in the fourth touchdowns. quarter about a third of their games. <laughs> and Right. He still and, puts and, up I mean, those numbers. It doesn't hurt having Andy Reid as your as now, He your, is as the man. Coach. Did you read that thing today? He's the first uh, coach in history to have 10 playoff wins from two different teams. That's right. He is. A, he's right. a wizard, dude. That was it. And five – um, championship game appearances in each division. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. might be. Accurate and then I had well. to start thinking about like, did he really make it that often with Philly? But apparently he did. I mean, they made four in a row, right? I, I don't know. I, I mean, it was what what would, what would have been about twenty years ago now, right? Oh man, don't that makes me feel old. You are old, just not as old as me. Thank you. Uh, and Patty Mahomes was dry. Just like Jalen Hurts, he was a top six QB um, 12 times also. And Mahomes, he doesn't miss games. He's only missed two games in five years as a starter due to injury. He plays hurt constantly. He's all about winning. He's all about the team, like a certain number eight. All right, who's your number four? Well, 
Okay, I'm going a little crazy here. This is like a guy it. that you and I have talked about. I think he's moving up in the world, and I think you do too. I'm going to go with Trev. I think now with a mm. year with Peterson, the quarterback whisperer, these receivers getting on board, if they can get he who sh- shall not be named back, and if Calvin Ridley can be 80% of what he used to be, which he probably won't be, but maybe, dude, where this team has – this. I don't think this was a fluke. I think this was just a scratching the surface of what this team could be. And he's the linchpin to the whole thing. He's the guy that's going to make it all work. And I could see him making it. He was he was seventh in my league of record this year. What was to say he couldn't move up to get to four? Well, to get to fourth, he would have to move up a lot. But to get to fifth, he only needed seventeen points. Um. Yeah, he was he was fifth in my league, just barely beating out Geno Smith. Okay. Uh, and I agree with you, especially with Doug Peterson, man. And obviously, Trevor Lawrence has been the most, you know looked for quarterback, you know, since Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. I mean, everyone's been drooling over this guy since middle school. The thing that worries me, and obviously, you know, we're going into next year, so we're not using this year's stats completely, but uh, finishing as QB 24, QB 30, QB 21, QB 26. But that was mostly early, wasn't it? It it, it was. When they're really learning this offense. And if you get those weeks, though, they kill you. They, yeah. Oh, he, I agree. He can lose you a week if he's doing that. The guys like Hertz, Mahomes, Allen—they're not losing you weeks, right? No, I'm uh, with but, you. Yeah. But listen, I, I'm with you. If I had to do my full top ten, uh, Lawrence is definitely in my top six, seven at the lowest. Yeah, because that's the thing. When you're doing the top five with quarterbacks, you're really only talking about six, seven tops, eight guys. That that have a real legit shot of making this. Yeah, some guys that here and there are outliers that might make a little push. Lawrence and Geno Smith this year. Exactly. But even then, they're so far far behind. Like my top four in my league were Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow. And then there was a 60 point drop to Justin Fields at five. Yeah. And um each year there's in the however the top five finishes, or or I'm sorry, from year to year, there's always at least two to three, at least the past few years, because I went back and looked a couple of years, there's at least two or three um, new top five finishers at the quarterback position. Yeah, like Justin Fields this year, Lamar years ago, um, you know, Herbert. There's going to be turnover. Herbert it's came not out gonna of nowhere. End. It's not going to end the way it ended. Right. So uh, uh, my number four? My four is Justin Herbert. Um, it was interesting looking up, you know, digging into his his stats. His attempts last year went up. So he threw the ball more this year, but his yards and his production dropped. And I'm trying to figure out why, because everyone on the radio is telling me it's Joe Lombardi's fault and he was fired. So I I have my theories on that. Joe Lombardi was offensive coordinator last two years ago, too, whenever it was great. Two guys. guys. Well, guess what? I, I got some stats for you. Keenan Allen had 40 more catches in 2021 than he did this year. Mike Williams had 13 more. Eckler had 37 less catches in 2021. Eckler had 107 catches this year, yeah, right? right? Allen and Williams, if you take their catch totals from 2021, which were far more than they had this year because both of them fought injuries, but you use their yards per catch numbers from this year. So we take their stats from this year and just match it with how many catches they had a year ago. 641 more yards Herbert would have had passing. I mean, that jumps him all the way up to QB6, two points behind Lawrence. In and the, if he's getting in that, then he's also getting more scoring opportunities. Right. He'll get more touchdowns and even that's more it. yards on top. That's it. That's that's it for him this year. There's two guys. They're out. They missed, what, 16 games between them? You know what else? He had a career low in rushing yards and zero rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that hurts. A big time. I mean, if you give him even half the passing yards he should have gotten, plus one or two rushing touchdowns. I mean, we're talking top four, top five guy, easy. And he had, he only had 147 yards rushing altogether. I know. That's, you know why? Because he kept dumping the ball. He was the he was doing the Tom Brady thing. But I think that's what they wanted to do. Passes. They don't want to see him out running because they know oh, how ugly yeah. it looks. He gets <laughs> some yards, but it doesn't look pretty when he runs. It's not. He does not look elegant. No. All right. Who's your four? Uh, my four was Trev. 
Oh, oh yeah. Um, but my sorry, five sorry, is uh, Joey B. Not yet. I can't I see know, any that's... reason to not keep him in the top five. He was four in my league by far over five. I don't see anything changing. I think their offensive line playing a year together will be even better. And those receivers, dude, like we've said before, Tyler Boyd, he's the number one on a few teams in the league, definitely the number two on many of them. Uh, on this team, he's the three. He has like three relevant games a year because wh- why give him the needed. ball? He's not needed. He's only even out on the field when they have three wide receiver sets. And don't underestimate Hayden Hurst. Oh, no. He had a big week this week. Yeah. And Joey Mixon, uh, for- never know if he's going to – bring it back together yeah i can't see any reason to push burrow out he's young i can't think of any reason to push him out of the top five i did and my reason is simply because history tells me that at least two of the guys are going to be kicked out so i don't want to kick out mahomes allen or hurts so it had to be somebody else and so burrow gets the axe and for me you're going to find this one interesting i threw justin fields in here now, obviously, he it was close for him this season, um, but and this past season is the only one I think you can look at. It's tough to count his rookie year. He had a terrible Matt Nagy coached offense, and it took him a while this year to get him rolling to figure out what they had there. And once they realized, look, we got to let this dude run. This is what he does. They let it happen. He finishes QB seven. He was QB five in points per game. Um, technically six, but I'm not counting Davis Webb's one start where he scored twenty fantasy points. So he'll be five in points per game. His passing is not great. 2,200 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 picks. Only completed 60% of his passes. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for fantasy points, right? He was seventh in the NFL in rushing. Not for quarterbacks, for all players. Seventh in the league. Over 1,100 yards, if my memory serves me right. Eight rushing touchdowns. That's only behind Jalen Hurts. He's the only quarterback that had more rushing touchdowns. He was second in red zone carries amongst quarterbacks. This dude... He has got an incredible ceiling. Now, we have talked about his floor and how scary that is. It's really you know, low. Trevor Lawrence can lose you a game or two here or there. <clears throat> Justin Fields can, can lose you more than that. But if he can continue to grow, and if Chicago can please get him some more weapons, Cole Komet cannot be your leading receiver with 50 catches for 544 yards. What are we doing? Me and you both, especially me, screamed, Darnell Mooney is not it. He is not the guy. Especially um, her. And they went out and they got – they gave up a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Oh. yeah. That I mean, crazy. maybe they – I know. Maybe they can do something win a with game. Claypool. After that trade, they didn't win another game all season. Maybe they can, they can make magic happen. I don't know. I would much prefer that second-round pick. Uh, but, look, you got to do something – to help Fields and get him some weapons, be it free agents, and and there aren't any there aren't any great ones, but the draft do something to help this guy out. Due to a couple bonuses here and there, he had actually ended up fifth in my league of record. Um, gotcha. And I don't do bonuses, so that, yeah. That so makes sense. Uh, and particularly for the running, I think he had four rushing touchdowns that were fifty yards and over. We, you and I, had talked about him regressing from that. You. You have to count way too much on his rushing, and I can't see those long touchdowns. You can't count on those every week. I mean, he had he ended up high, but two of his weeks were what forty three and forty seven points. He's a guy I think has a really good shot of being top eight, but I don't know if he'll be top five again. But he might. But I I don't really know what what they're. I don't can't imagine them getting the horses to be that much better next year. But maybe. No. We said this is our way, 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 way oh, yeah. too early. It could be so I can't – maybe Fields will stay there. Maybe he won't by the time the season rolls around. If I had to bet money, I'd say he probably won't. But he's in the discussion. Oh, you no, can't no, have no I'm with you. Like we about. said, there's about eight guys that have a chance. He's one. He's definitely one that I would have in there. Obviously, if he came in fifth this year, he has a chance of it next year. Right. I, I, sent, you, um, I sent you a text a while ago, and I, when I was looking up free agents. And, you know, just getting a, a, an early peek at mm-hmm. him. And I said the wide receiver class is very lackluster. Which of these guys, and these are the biggest names out there, do you think would help Fields? Well, actually, any of them, considering who he's throwing to. But Sterling Shepard, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, Julio Jones, Alan Lazard, Jacoby Myers, Juju, 
Jarvis Landry, Jamison Crowder, Darius Slayton. That's none, it, man. None of them. They're I know. All, that's the free agent. Joker at best. Some of them are getting older. They're just sort of retreads. None I, of them. I just heard Corey Davis really might help. get cut. Corey Davis would be their wide receiver one immediately. Yeah, I. I so I'm saying I don't see anything uh, drastically. You're talking about no. bringing him in help. I don't. I just don't think that's going to happen. But again, I'm sitting here trying to be uh, devil's advocate here that he's not going to be as good as you're saying, just so we have can talk. But I actually think oh, yeah. he'll probably still be decent. I like I said, we talked about Tunut has to make a decision of who he's going to pay as a holdout. It's either going to be Fields or Trev. I would take Trev ten times out of ten. Me too. But don't tell him that. Well, I won't, but he listens, so he'll probably hear. <laughs> so I got one for you then. We'll throw this at you. You'll throw Let's this phone at you. Mm-hmm. One guy that just total outskirts of the league that you think wouldn't be in those top eight guys who could somehow put something together, whatever the reasons are, whether it's him, whether it's receivers, whether it's a new coach, anything, that you think he could somehow have a magical season, crack the top five. I know I'm putting you on the spot here. No, it's okay. Uh, I Maybe a couple. Daniel Jones. Point, does Daniel really Jones count? What? Did you say, does he count? Yeah, can I, can I use count him? Because, or, or did he finish too high? You no, know, he did end up ninth, but nobody expected that. So, no, I could still I could go. I could still go with that. Okay. I, I'd buy I'll, that. I'll now, if, yeah, if you sit here and tell me Gino, well, that's not really fringe because he ended up sixth. But yeah, give yeah, me if you sure. don't feel that's fringe enough, give me a fringier guy. Russell Wilson. Oh, okay. I could buy that. He he was in some people's top fives going into the season, right? He had a historically horrible year. Portland Sutton's not who we thought he was. He's still fine to be the number two because oh, yeah. I really think Jerry Judy's the number one there now. He is. I saw a meme today. Judy actually ended up in a lot of formats, the number 12 point per game uh, receiver this year. And Greg Dulcich was one of, the one of if not oh, yeah. the He's best good. rookie tight ends yeah. out there. They're going to get Javante Williams back to take some of the pressure off Russ. If they can get a coach in there not named Nathaniel Hackett, Russ can catapult yeah, up these That's ranks. definitely a good one. I'll buy that. I'll buy what you're selling. I got one for you. Oh, here we go. I told you we talked about him again earlier. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Brock Purdy. Purdy wins this game. He's the starting quarterback there next year. Garoppolo will be gone, and they're going to trade Lance to somebody for a second-round pick. Or maybe keep him around because if the Niners have proven anything this year, how important yeah. it is to have not yeah. one good quarterback, not two good quarterbacks, but three. Well, hey, if listen, if you let's say, let's do some theoretical stuff here. You could afford to trade away Lance with a second round pick and bring in a veteran. What if you brought in Derek Carr? You'd be like, look, there dude, you we're you're not gonna, you might not play much. You're not going to make as much money out there, but you got a chance to win a Super Bowl, man. You got a chance you to might, go to the title. I can't imagine Carr doing that. He wants to start, but you're right. There's some other higher end guys that they could bring in there and get it, get it, get some of that draft capital back that they wasted on Lance. What, this how dude, about Gardner Minshew in this offense? Yeah, oh, Gardner Minshew would be so cheap. Yeah, it'd be great. So cheap. Yeah. So Purdy, I, I look today. He's he's over the next three years going to average like 1.07 million a year. Boy, you talk about a friendly contract. I'm and he can't that much. He can't until two at least two more seasons. He's not even being in a seven round pick. He can't, he's not even eligible to to re to re uh renegotiate. So it's not like he could hold out anything. He has no nothing to stand on. So I put their numbers together in his in just his games, he had 112.9 points. Lance had eleven point one in one and a half games. And Jimmy G had 167, and they weren't, like, stellar. Jimmy G wasn't, like, winning you weeks. You put them together, he had 291 points. That that accounted for eighth this year just after Trevor Lawrence, if you put their stats together. But you now have this guy with all his weapons, a dude that can sling it. And in that offense that you added Christian McCaffrey to on top of it all, this dude could put together a lucky top-five season. It's interesting. I'm going through this this list of quarterbacks, and I'm thinking about. I wonder if these quarterbacks could do well in the 49ers offense, right? And I'm thinking about, you know, like Derek Carr, absolutely. Of course. Then I'm thinking, well, how about Davis Mills? Could he? You know what? I, I bet he could. What about Ryan Tannehill? 
yeah, I could see all of these quarterbacks. I could see doing well. I want to put Kyle Fitz Shanahan in it. I want to put Fitz in it and watch him score four hundred points. <laughs> Bring back Jeff George. Have him slang it for four twenty. Man, I bet he's still got a couple eighty yard bombs in that arm. I bet he does. So it's not just that I think Brock Purdy's the the second coming of Tom Brady, but if he literally is the starter all season. He has a whole year then under his belt to get even better in this offense. And that all whole offense and defense comes back. Why couldn't this guy make a run at number five? How about Sam Darnold? Could you see him doing something in this offense? No. Really? Too many poor decisions. You you still you have to have some level of good decision making because with even with all those weapons around you, you still once in a while have to play a tough game like the Niners did this week, but he still found a way to win. Sam Darnold in that game against the Cowboys would have thrown three picks and the Niners would have lost by 17. All right. This offense is a one read. You you hit your read, look not there, look for your second guy not there, make yeah. something happen. Yeah, but I, I still just don't see it. I just Sam Darnold's proven to us over and over and he just he doesn't have it. Two teams now, two different offenses. He just it's just not there for him. He's gonna be a good uh, backup for a lot of years. Anything else? I'm excited for the games this weekend. Championship yeah. game. I might I might hide my phone. I got uh, I won't be home probably till about five, so I'll actually miss a lot of the first game, but gotta work. Gotta do what you gotta do. All right, sir. Well, thank you, folks out there. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify. Get your bell rung football podcast. It was fun, Kevin, and I'll catch you in a week. Real quick, real quick. Yes, sir. Should I sometime Sunday morning get a hold of Reg, ask her to remove all shoestrings and sharp objects from the house? Uh, she'll be working, so you might want to let her know Saturday. Gotcha. Will do. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> uh, see ya.